Hey, you. Thank you for joining me for episode number 102 of Better Regulate Than Never. This week's episode is called A Little Patch of Defiant Beauty. And I had never heard this phrase before. I probably last week or two weeks ago. I was watching an ASMR video and I didn't write down what ASMR stands for. <laughs> I, I'm i just so used to those letters because I watch these kind of videos every week. If you don't know what it is, I have an episode about it probably in December of 20. I, I didn't look that up either. But if you go back, um, there is an episode earlier on about ASMR, like what it is. And also it has some of my fame, my favorite ASM artists listed there. And I actually have more now because it is a, that, this is one of the ways that I kind of rejuvenate or recuperate is watch ASMR videos. And so uh, go back and check that out. But in one of the videos that I was watching, one of my favorite ASM artists mentioned this phrase, a little patch of defiant beauty. And she's, she's a gardener also. And so she had seen it in a gardening magazine. And I think the story she told was just that somebody had planted some beautiful plants in a, maybe in a landfill or in a place that was normally ugly or abandoned. And then they took these plants and, and made it beautiful in that area. And so the patch of flowers was defiant. It was defiant beauty in the midst of yuckiness. And she was talking about in her video then, she did this beautiful talk about how we can be a little patch of defiant defiant beauty in the world. And I just love that idea. And I thought, Oh, my gosh, I want to share that with everyone, because I was so glad that I heard her say this. And what would happen if we were all striving to be this bright spot in our corner of the world? What if we were kind and loving, even if others around us were being mean and hateful? What if we said hi to everyone around us, even though others have their headphones in or they are looking at their phones. You know, when I was working in school, I said good morning to every person I saw in the hall as I was going to my office, um, staff, students, a guest, you know, I don't know, whoever was in the hallway, I would say good morning or hello to them. And it was very interesting, the responses that I got. Uh, many people acted as though, they well, some people didn't hear me because of the headphones. And I found more and more that headphones were in everyone's ears, even other staff members, and which is totally fine. Everybody can do whatever they want. But so I started waving, like if I noticed that they probably weren't hearing me, I would even like get down lower so that their eyes would see the movement and I would wave and some people would smile or, you know, take out an earphone and say something or whatever. But a lot of people didn't, even adults, which I find this to be fascinating. But I 
still did it anyway. Even if people weren't paying attention, even if people look angry, I still say good morning or hello to every person. And I try to even do that. No, I, I'm not creepy and weird about it. Like do it <laughs> when I'm at the store. I, if someone looks at me, I will smile and nod, say hello or whatever. If someone is completely doing their own thing, I don't always bother them, but I do try to, I definitely smile at every person. If someone is looking at me, I'm smiling at them because I just feel like we do need to be like defiant almost in this age of people not paying attention to other people or being mean to other people. I want to make sure that I am not, I want to be the opposite of that. So I loved this little patch of defiant beauty. You know, as humans, we have a need to connect to people. And I know that we are connecting on social media and there is a place for that. And I'm glad that I can connect with people all over the world, people I've never met or people that I don't see very often. That is beautiful. But we have a need for real life in person human connection as well. And I, there were so many times when I was talking to students about friendship conflicts, or even romantic relationships, I would have to ask them, are you talking about a person you physically know that goes to the school? Or are you talking about someone you've never met before that you only see on social media or other ways of communicating that are not physical or in person? And more and more people there, I had several students that they only had friends that they'd never met before. They didn't have any, or they said they didn't have any in-person or physical friends. And I think that is not good. I, I think having friends who are only in the digital world is fine. Some of the people that I know I've only met on Zoom or met by emailing or whatever. And so it's fine to have some people like that. But you need to have some people that you have connections, real connections with that are in person and that you know them physically, like you have been around them before. They go to your school, they go to your church, they live in your neighborhood, you know, whatever. You you need to have other friendships besides just online friendships. Okay, so this patch of defiant beauty. I love the word defiant in this context. Because I was looking up like different ways, different meanings or different definitions. And I liked to challenge or to resist. So if we are the patch of beauty, we are challenging the way it is around us. If everyone is ignoring each other, you decide to be different and to resist the way everyone is being and you acknowledge the people around you. Or if everyone is being mean on social media, you are challenging or resisting meanness and only posting something positive. If others are trashing another student, you are asking them to be kind or to be quiet. You can choose to not say anything bad about others for a whole day. I challenge you to do that because it is hard. And I'm not saying that I would never say bad things about people, but 
I have tried this before where I'm not going to complain about any people for a whole day, or I'm not going to, you know, judge other people by the way they're doing things. And even though I am not, I wouldn't consider myself to be a mean person and I don't really get involved in that kind of thing very often. It is pretty easy to get sucked into that when there are, you know, people doing really mean things or I know, especially when we're watching the news, well, my husband gets really mad about a lot of people because he's like, this person is so terrible or whatever. And, you know, I get caught up in that too, like, oh, they're a dummy or they, they aren't thinking about things right. But, you know, that's me complaining about something that I'm also doing, which, you know, you have to really pay attention to what you're doing. What if you were the student who sent a positive message to a staff member? What if you were the the child who told your parent or guardian how important they are to you or tell them something that you're grateful for? If everyone tried to do something kind every day, just one small free thing, which is available to all of us, there's nothing that can get in the way of being kind or free. Like you can do all sorts of things. The world would be so much more positive we would all feel so much better. Think about yourself as a gardener planting positivity around. If you are having a bad day, you will feel better if you are planning what positive thing you're going to do for someone else. I had a client tell me since school has started, which, you know, we haven't been in. Well, I think some schools around here might even be just starting right now, but this student started last week. But she told me that she was worried about PE class because they did a lot of things with partners and she didn't want to be one of those students that doesn't get picked as a partner. And I totally get it. (laughs) One of the major things that went on when I was in elementary, middle school, high school, I think I only did PE one year, so it didn't matter anymore. But I remember elementary school, like recess I never got picked for things that were physical because I, as I've told so many times on this podcast, I am not an athletic person. I, nobody would want me on their team. And I think it's funny now because who cares? You know, I am a successful, amazing person and I'm not good at sports and it doesn't mean anything. It, it's stupid. Like, (laughs) but I, I do remember that sadness of, you had to get partners. Now, in, in at recess, you could just choose not to do sports things. You could swing or sit around, talk to your friends or whatever. And that's probably what I did most of the time. But there, there were times at recess and certainly in PE, because you had to do PE, where there were like pick partners or pick, um, you know, teams or whatever. And I was not chosen very high on the list anyway. I probably wasn't the last person and you never wanted to be the last person. I, If it was like a sporting event, I'm sure I was the last person chosen sometimes. But if it was just like, you know, pick a partner for other things, like in class, if it were, there was pick a partner and it was something um, academic, people probably would have picked me a little bit higher on the list. But I remember one time in fifth grade, And this is why, I mean, I understood her fear of this because I still remember this situation. 
but there was pick people to be on a spelling. Uh, there was like going to be like two teams for a spelling bee or something. And so the teacher said, you know, told who the two leaders were or whatever. And then each person was supposed to pick people to be on their spelling team. And I remember, um, because I was really quiet and shy when I was in elementary school. And so I wasn't popular or anything. The kids were actually picking who was popular to be on their teams instead of who was good at spelling, and which is dumb, but that's what happens in kids' brains. And I remember the teacher saying, you're missing one of the best spellers in the class by the people that you're picking. And I, I swear she mentioned my name, but even if she didn't, I knew she was talking about me because I was a super good speller. I'm not so much anymore, which I'm sad about, but I probably got hundreds most of the time. And I remember I was still sitting there as they, you know, halfway through the class or whatever. So anyway, that's kind of a side note, but um, I know that this is a fear of many people worldwide. And I always tried as if I do any presentations in a group where there needs to be groups or partners, I choose them in some way, whether I just tell people what groups they're going to be in so that there's none of this tension of, oh my gosh, what if I don't get picked or, um, the tricky part about telling people who their partner was and this is what I, I always said this when I was in the classroom because it was so important. But like if I told people, here's who your partner's going to be, and it was somebody that p- kids didn't like or somebody that was weird or somebody that whatever, I would just say, remember, you cannot, I don't even want to see any eye rolls. I don't want to hear sighs when I tell you who your partner is. They're just your partner. You don't have to marry them. You don't have to be their best friend. But for right now, this person's going to be your partner and you're going to be nice about it. And then I would say who the partners were. And I'm not saying that it was perfect and that there weren't kids who still felt bad or whatever, but it was way better than waiting to see if somebody's going to pick you. And also me telling who the partner was going to be and kids saying, "Ugh, yuck, or ooh, or rolling their eyes, because kids know that. And it's sad. And I want everyone to feel included and loved. So anyway, she was worried about partnering in PE and she didn't want to be last. She wants to be somebody that's picked one of the first because she is in a semi-popular group and that has to do with your status. And it's very important, even though I don't like that kind of stuff, I know that it is important for people. So she said on the second day of school, they were supposed to get in groups of eight And five of her friends got in a group and said no one else can join them. And she was not in that group. And so another friend of hers, thank goodness, came over to her and said, hey, let's be partners. And they actually decided that they would be partners the rest of the year. So no matter what happens, whether they need a partner or 10 partners or whatever, they're always going to choose each other so that that kind of takes some of that pressure off, which is great. Um, But she told me that she was secretly hoping that one of that five group that grouped up, that one of them would get left out at some point. And she was like, you know, it would serve them right if 
if one of them didn't get picked. And I hope one of them standing off alone and no one picks him. And so we talked about that because I understand feeling that way. And I remember thinking when I was in school, oh, I hope that person gets bullied by someone else because they deserve it. They're so mean to everyone else, or I hope that they get left out or whatever. But remember, you if if you don't like something, then you shouldn't also act that way in another situation. So I told her that I think that even though she doesn't want to do this, the next time there's a partnering thing and one of those five do get left out, if they get left out, they're popular, so they probably won't. But if they did get left out, maybe they're on the outs with somebody at that time. I said, you and your friend who have decided to always partner up, you need to invite them into your group because the kinder you are to other people, even when you don't feel like it, the better that's going to help you. Well, for one to just feel better because it doesn't feel good to be mean. And, you know, if you ever are left out, like your friend who says that they're going to be your partner forever, what if they're gone on a day or sick or something? And then you are alone on a day of partnering. If you've been kind to other people, they're going to be kind to you, or at least you hope so. I think it works more that way than it doesn't work that way. That same thing happens with complaining. If I say, I don't like negative people, I am being negative about negative people. So I am actually being exactly what I'm saying I don't like. And I know that's like, kind of confusing, but it doesn't make sense for us to say we don't like something and then do the things that we say we don't like. We recently had a controversial vote here in our primary, which primaries happened in August. And so there was this voting that was going on. And of course there were sides taken and I have a very firm idea of the side that I was on. There were yard signs everywhere that said either vote yes or vote no about this issue. And that is all wonderful because people need to have opinions and we need to be able to express our opinions and we need to be able to vote the way we want to vote on our ideas. But I noticed that some people were stealing the signs of the opposite side of theirs, or some people were spray painting over other people's signs with the opposite words. So if they had a sign that said vote yes, and they were a vote no person, they would go and spray paint no on the vote yes sign. We don't need to try to fight with others and tell others that they are wrong. I don't want people telling me that I'm wrong. So I don't do that to other people. So it's kind of the same concept. You know, if you don't like being left out of partnering, which nobody does, then be a really kind partner. And if you're in that situation, if you see somebody by themselves and, you know, just say, Hey, let's be partners, like make it, make it easy for everyone. Don't say, I hate being left out, but I'm going to leave other people out. So just think about that. I was curious about this phrase of a little patch of defiant beauty because I hadn't heard it before. And so I Googled it, of course, uh, as I Google many, many things every day, because I always like to know things. Um, I wanted to see if it was being used on the internet. And I didn't 
find a lot about it, but I did find this poem and I loved it. So I wanted to read it to you. And this poem was written by Ken Fisher. Amidst all the gloom and doom of a fretful world, fearful and overwrought, a corner of an urban garden yields a little patch of defiant beauty. And so if you think about that, an urban garden, so, you know, in the city, there's a lot of concrete, a lot of asphalt, um, a lot of buildings, there's not a lot of green. So if you have an urban garden, you've got this little patch of beauty in amongst all the concrete and the asphalt. And not that those aren't beautiful in some ways, but, you know, think about the green, the flowers, the, the beauty of that. When ugliness abounds and peace seems to have defected, which means it went away, wildflowers and elegant cultivars blend together to restore the mind to health. When hearts are heavy laden with all pervasive angst, nature's nostrum, and I want to tell you, there's probably a lot of words in here I'm saying that you might not know, but nostrum, I looked it up, and it is a pet project or favorite remedy especially one for bringing about some social or political reform or improvement. And I thought that was perfect for what we were talking about. So I'm going to read this part again. So you know that in context. So when hearts are heavy laden with all pervasive angst, nature's nostrum, a ready elixir, light and shade and color bring relief. No matter what the trials that would assail, a small parcel of the earth grants its reward. Against the adversary of inner peace, this little patch of beauty remains defiant. And I just think that's so beautiful. And I want, I mean, this person's talking about a garden, I'm guessing, but also when you think about, you know, when hearts are heavy laden, with all pervasive angst, nature's elixir, you know, and you can be that natural elixir to all the things that go on in the world that are mean, gossiping and leaving people out of partners and things on social media that are so rude, political issues. And again, it's great to have your opinions about it. And I have very strong opinions about those things, but I'm not mean to other people when they don't have my same views because I don't want them to be mean to me about my views. Try out different ways to be a little patch of defiant beauty this week. I work on this so much every day. I want my energy to be of love and care for everyone. And I want people to notice it like body scent. Remember last week, we talked about your energy is like your body's scent and it can, you know, smell terrible and you want to run away from it, or it can smell amazing. And you want to ask the person what's going on. What what are you wearing? How can I go buy it? So When I am thinking thoughts about being in service to people and loving them unconditionally, they can feel that about me when I say good morning or hello. I don't have to do anything else. And when I walk by, I hope that they notice that the energy has shifted to something positive, that they feel loved, and they don't even know why. I kind of use it as a game. 
And you can play this game too. How much beauty can you scatter around this world? Send me a message and tell me how your project is working. How is it changing you? I am positive that you will feel better. If you are unsure about all this stuff, it sounds too crazy. There's no way this could really be the thing. And you want to try to sort it out. I would love to talk to you. If you are confused about how to get started, or you are worried that you will never feel better, I know I can help you figure it out. Contact me on social media or send me a message on my website. Let's figure out this before too much time goes by. Talk to you soon.